Hello, listeners. Special episode today. Me and the homies. This is No Turning Back by Russ. And then we'll get into the pod. Alrighty, welcome to episode 99 of the Blake Mayfield Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today with a couple good friends of mine, Mr. George Torres to my left, and first-time guest, Mr. Eric Young to my right. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. Couldn't be better. Doing great. It's a good Saturday. I'm about to have some fun in the sun. Uh, <laughs> fun in the <laughs> sun? He's not going out in the sun it's all day. cloudy out there blocking your uh, sunshine, though. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't see it with these glasses on, so I was... <laughs> My rocking, so. Is your future bright enough that you got to wear them? Yes, sir. Inside, outside. Okay. I like it. I like it. I want to give a special shout-out to all the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Overcast listeners. Thank you guys very much for tuning in today. I also want to say thank you to our sponsor, JBL Hardscapes, which has enslaved uh, George Torres over here. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, George works there. And I want to give a special shout-out to Derek Barry. I think he's the heir to the throne over there. Am I wrong about that? He's the guy. He, he's the totally guy over there, so I hope he's listening. Derek, if you're listening, shout-out to you, man. And I have a little script right here that I want to run down real quick. Working on that dream garden of yours? Fixing up your house to try and sell your property? Want to get your dream lawn for the dogs and the parents? Hit up JBL Hardscapes today and ask for Derek to get that dream lawn you always wanted. Also, I have free podcast hats for you guys. If you guys want free podcast hats, just hit me up on Instagram at BlakeMayfield23 or on Facebook at BlakeMayfield, and I will get one to you ASAP. And without further ado, let's get into the shit. So, you guys are LA Rams fans. I get you, George. You're from L.A., Lakers, Rams, Dodgers, I assume. Mm, yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't understand, Eric. You're a Cavs fan. Yes, sir. You're a Rams fan. Yes, sir. I don't think you care about baseball. <coughs> Unless you do. Uh, uh, chose the Rockies just because they had an Eric Young Jr. on the squad and an Eric Young Sr., but I'm, oh. I'm not into baseball in the baseball. Okay. Got you, got you. I'm a so highlight watcher. Okay. Fair enough. You guys are L.A. Rams fans. The Rams in the offseason traded for Matt Stafford and... They traded away Jared Goff to Detroit so he could die. Uh, that's basically what the fuck happened there. So what do you guys think is going to happen with the Rams this season? George, I'll let you go first. Record, how far they're going to go, and why? Uh, yeah, we're, we're talking like 12-5 and five and in playoffs. I mean, without Cam Akers, we'll, we'll probably win one or two uh, playoff games. I don't know. It's going to be tough to get in the, in the bowl, but and just being realistic and – we still got some young pieces, and I mean, we gotta make sure Matt Stafford is like acclimated to that team. And if Jared Goff could do it, I could see Matt Stafford having a baller year. So there's no way I see us not making the playoffs. And then just you, he has no, he ha, he has very little like playoff experience. So uh, basically none. Yeah, he's really made it none. once and lost to the Saints in the Superdome, like so, fucking fifty-one to like seventeen. It's up to them. It's up to him. I mean, Sean McVay's a guy to put people over the hump, though, so can't put that past him. Eric, what do you think, man? Uh, I'm much more confident than George, by far. I think 13 wins is the minimum. 
and I think that takes our division easy. And I think we will be fighting for our first round bye, and we're winning the Super Bowl. How delusional would you say you are on a scale of one to ten? Like, because here's the thing: you, as fans, we can have the real take, and then we could have the fucking delusional take. I mean, I uh, every year I think Rodgers will win the MVP in a Super Bowl, but is it gonna happen? No. How delusional are you? There's no delusion in this. It's, I mean, it's set up for the NFC. I'm going to be honest. The NFC is not strong. Outside maybe Tampa Bay, everyone else is just a wild card. Green Bay, hot as, hot as hell throughout the season, fizzles out as soon as it comes to one tough team in the playoffs. You know that, Blake. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I was, we beat your team in the divisional round, but. Injuries left and right, so I don't want to talk about that. I mean, everyone's injured. Everyone's injured in January. It wasn't a very convincing Everyone. win. Everyone. It was not a very convincing win. Is all Everyone. And we have Jared Goff with a broken thumb. Here we go. Jared Goff with a broken thumb. Okay, but outside that, Saints used to be one of the powerhouses in the NFC, correct? Yep. I don't. I don't see them. You don't think, think Famous is the guy? Famous <sighs> Jameis. I like Jameis, but I mean, we already got Michael Thomas just. He's been complaining and yeah. all season. I'm going to be honest. I don't know who their second and third string receivers are. I'm going to keep it real with you. I don't know who I don't know who he has to throw to, honestly, outside of Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas is always pulling a joker or something. He's going crazy. <laughs> you know, why is he serious? What's going on? Outside of that. Camara, second best receiver probably. Yeah. No, you're correct. Yeah. I mean. They're going to run him into the ground, oh, man. Oh, Jesus absolutely. Christ. You brought this up a little earlier. Vikings, wild card. I do like the Vikings, and you are correct. They're up and down every it's other odd. year for some... It's odd. Some unexplainable reason. Yeah. Like Kirk Cousins, he actually had a good year last year. People don't realize that, but he did have a good year. So, I just don't think there's a lot of competition in the NFC. Outside, maybe Tampa Bay, but I don't know if Tampa Bay is going to be hungry enough to repeat. Okay. The only reason I say that is because they are super young all around outside Tom Brady and Gronk, who bring the championship experience, which is what you need. But I could I could see them I could see them just fizzling out a little bit. Like so, they're still a playoff team, but not you know what I mean? <clears throat> not that not that insane hunger they probably wanted that last year because they were they were celebrating hard last year. I think they based in their glory and they're just they're, I think they're chill for now. Okay. So in the AFC, do you see any competition for the Rams or for anyone else? Uh, Chiefs got that unlock. I think Chiefs are pretty much going to be the Patriots from the last few years. They're going to be there almost every year. You'll have you'll have a hiccup here and there, you know, where maybe Baltimore, Buffalo, Buffalo. I'm shaky on Buffalo. <clears throat> They're good, and I understand that, but sometimes I don't see how they're good. It's just, it's just, it's just, a, weird, it's just a weird. I think they take a step back. What's I, that? I, uh, the Bills. I, I agree with you. I think I think you were kind of getting there, but I think they're taking a step back. I don't think they're going to win 14, 13 games this year. I think they'll win like 10 or 11. Well, the benefit they do have is that division is hot dog right now. It's, it's dog just, shit. Yeah, I mean, their competition was the Patriots, and you saw all the Patriots. So Right. It's kind of like they're going to be playoffs every year. But it's just kind of going to be like, are they going to do anything? And I, you know, they'll win a game here, they'll win a game there, but I don't think they're serious contenders for the Super Bowl. So we're talking about a lot of opinions, a lot of stuff that we can't really prove. I'm going to talk about something I can't prove. Matt Stafford never won a single playoff game in Detroit. Had Calvin Johnson, one of the greatest receivers of our generation, maybe ever. I, I, I don't know. I'm fucking 22. Um, 
so he's going to go from Detroit, where he didn't win anything, to a fucking Super Bowl in Los Angeles? Are you fucking kidding me? He's going to win a Super Bowl in Los Angeles. On a loaded team. Like, think of one defensive good player Matt Stafford ever played for. What, what defensive player on Detroit Lions can you name? You guys have had the two best descent, uh, defensive players in football the last, what, this is the third season now, and you guys haven't made it past the divisional round. We have Jared Goff. <laughs> is Matt Stafford that big of an upgrade over Jared Goff? Absolutely. Dude, absolutely. I don't know. Matt I don't Stafford know. Is He's going to throw 10 more touchdowns, five less picks? I don't know. Just the decision-making alone. If, like, Jared Goff's interceptions, those were not just interceptions. Those were momentum-killing. <laughs> those were game-killing. Those were boneheaded, boneheaded in interceptions, yeah. dude. Fair. Like, absolutely. Like, Stafford will make a play. Jared Goff couldn't make a play. The play had to be ran 100% perfectly, which is what why McVay gets all the credit because he's, right. he's a fucking genius. Like, yeah. Real. Matt Stafford... In Detroit, he had to make and work for everything he did. I mean, I get he had Calvin Johnson that was fucking gorgeous, tossing up the Megatron, and he's coming down with it. But I just think, dude, the variety of weapons Stafford has, plus he'll actually have a – we've had a top ten defense for the past seven years, so that's going to be right there again, right top five. So Matt Stafford with an actual defense, I, I think that's recipe for success. And, look, I don't want to underrate the Rams' defense, but outside of Donald and Ramsey, who's on the defense? And those guys are the two best at their position in football. So, I mean, that's phenomenal. But outside of them, who the fuck's on that defense? Well, that's the thing. Ndamukong Sue's not there like he was. Fucking, I mean, that Super Bowl team is not the same team. Like, this guy's going to win a fucking Super Bowl yes, after not even making the playoffs, what, 10 out of 11 seasons? Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, but when is the last time Detroit has done anything successful? When was the last time Stafford showed me he could beat Tom Brady in a playoff game? Aaron <laughs> Rodgers in a playoff game? He hasn't been there enough. Hey, it, oh my. So now, so now at what, 37 years old? I'm going to look this up. So now at 37 years old, 38 years old, he's going to go win a Super Bowl and be the second quarterback to win a home Super Bowl? I know. I mean, I'm not saying what. Oh, he's only 33. Are you kidding me? Warner fucking caught a grocery store. Water, he was a Safeway. Bro, he, he was on aisle four stocking the mangoes I like. You guys don't have a Marshall Falk. You don't have a Tory Holt. You don't have a Isaac Bruce. This is where you make your name right now. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. We do have the dumbed down version of Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce and Woods and Cooper. They're both beasts. That is so disrespectful. That's and I like not, Cooper not, Cup. Not, Robert, Woods. Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Yeah, beast. Is an animal. Robert Woods is a route-running machine. Hands, sticky. Anything near him, he's catching. Robert Woods, Tiger Woods, Buccaneers all day over the Rams. That's all That's all I'm saying. I'm, all I'm saying is we matched up one time last year, and the Rams came out on top of that. It was week with 10 Monday Night Football. Jared Goff, by the way. And you guys won by like three points. A, win's a, win. a, a win is a win. Monday Night Football in front of all that. All what? Fucking zero fans? In front of no one serving beer? What are you talking about? The pressure's going to be on this season. 
Anyone who won a fantasy football title last year, COVID ring. You could argue the the Buccaneers. You could argue the Buccaneers was a COVID ring. I don't think so because I think going to a new team at 44 years old in the middle of a pandemic with no training camp and no preseason and winning a fucking Super Bowl your first year there is super impressive. If we're talking about Matt Stafford, you realize we're talking about the Super Bowl right now. We're not talking about the divisional round, Green Bay coming to LA. We're not. We're talking about a Super Bowl. The Rams are better than the Chiefs? I mean, okay, let's get the NFC out of the way. Let's say the Rams somehow make it and they have the second home Super Bowl. They're, they're hosting the – because that's not SoFi this year. Let me, let, me, let me run you through this. What's going to be our competition in the NFC? Tampa, Green Bay. Tampa, Green I Bay. Think, I think Arizona is going to be tough. I, no, hold on, hold on. I know you're making faces. I'm not saying in round two they're going to bounce y'all, but they're in the same division. You got to play them twice, and I feel like it's one of those things. I mean, Vikings and Packers do this like every other year where they play three times a season. You can meet them in the wild card round, and if you have to go to Arizona for some reason, good luck. All I'm saying is we did that with Seattle last year and bounced Seattle up out of it. Seattle is not good. Arizona is not good. Arizona has – their quarterback was in the second year last year, though. Russell Wilson's been in the league ten fucking years. So Seattle should have had the advantage with the experience and all that jazz. Wasn't Russell Wilson injured as well? No, he probably got injured from us. I think everyone gets injured that time of year, but that's just me. And you guys had what, John John Hancock? Who was your fucking quarterback? <laughs> John Hancock. <laughs> 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 uh, what did you say, John Warwick? Yeah, Warlock. John Wolford. Wolford. Oh, Wolford. Yeah, yeah. Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> So, let's do a little breakdown of the schedule real quick, and then we can move on. So, week one, you guys have the Bears. It's actually the first Sunday night football yes, game, sir. which will be a good game. Bears at Rams, W for the Rams. At Colts, W well, for the can Rams. Can stop you right there real quick? Hmm. We are going to absolutely slaughter Chicago. I don't know. Justin no, Fields no. could be good. He could be good. We don't know what he looks like. That man has not seen Aaron Donald before. He has not seen Jalen Ramsey before. On top of that. I think Stafford's coming out with an absolute vengeance just to just slaughter Chicago. Dig their grave and put them down for the season week one. Did he put money in the grave? I'm asking. About, buddy? I- I'm asking for a friend. What do you mean? <laughs> Did he put money in the grave? <laughs> talking about a Drake song. At Colts, week two, W. Tampa Bay at home. Hold on. Are you saying week two, W, easy over the Colts? Because Wentz is going to be injured? Or do you just think they're not very good with? Wait, who's the Colts quarterback? Well, it's Wentz, but he got Oh, Wentz, Wentz, Wentz. I don't think he's going to be playing until October. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Do yeah. you, do you think, would you be that confident saying, oh, Rams got this? If right? Wentz was healthy, who would you have? Carson Wiener Schitzel is going to come out and beat the fucking be Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey? No. No. Like, I'm, not, I'm, no. I'm not saying that. Like, I, don't, I, I do think we'd win that game. But you're just like, hey. You think Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. has less of a chance to beat y'all than Carson Wiener Schnitzel? Are we being fucking serious right now, dude? I didn't I didn't say that, but Okay. All I'm saying is the Colts have the recipe. They have a top O line. And it tastes like shit. There's no sugar. They put too much salt. They didn't bake it long enough. What the fuck are we talking about? Tampa Bay is gonna kill y'all in week three. Kill y'all. Absolutely not. Fucking Zodiac Killer style. He's going to put it in the paper, skirt off in an Uber. Oh. You guys won't even know what happened. Zodiac Killer. Two and one. <laughs> Arizona week four at home, dub. At Seattle, tough. It's a Thursday nighter. And I think there's going to be fans back in Seattle, but I'll give you guys that one. I'll give you that one. At Giants, W. Lions, dub. Um, 
That'll be Jared Goff's return to L.A. At Texans, dub. Tennessee, I think they take a step back this year, even with Julio, who you guys say is the best receiver in fucking football. I don't even think – I was talking to Mr. Seth uh, Thomas White. Shout out to Seth. Um, he said that he's not even top five, and I totally fucking agree. I totally agree. Me and Seth don't agree on much. We agree on that. I think that's absolutely retarded. asinine, dude. You can't uh, say Julio that. Jones is, <laughs> Julio Jones is an absolute animal. Is, is this 2016? Like, am I missing something? What? Let me hear your list. What's the list? How's Julio not Best receiver in the... Okay, Adams one. Hop two. You, oh, Hop. D-Hop. The guy that... Yeah, fucking DeAndre fucking Hopkins. Before you start in with me, EY. Uh, Mr. Garbage time. Mr. Garbage time <laughs> Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is an absolute garbage time uh, stat stealer, along with Kyler Murray. And for that reason, I have a, I have a pretty, pretty strong uh, dislike towards them. Still good, but <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. He's good. Right. Yeah. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta pull up a fucking. I gotta pull up a list here. He Top did, receivers he didn't in the do NFL. Any, like good routes against Jalen Ramsey, so he had to get a dink and dump like slant route to just get his numbers up. Just you know. Let me break down the situation for you, Blake. This is what I did not like about it. Okay. I think we were up. I believe we were up ten, and I there was there was something like. 40 seconds or a minute left, right? You absolutely have to push the ball downfield if you want to try to win this game. You know right. What I mean? You know what Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are doing? Why our DBs are playing 15 yards back? Slants. They're running 10-yard curl routes. Boom, 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 boom. Four straight times down the field. I do that in Madden. I go, it works. I go, I go what, what did that do for you guys? There's Now there's 10 seconds left on the clock. You guys aren't in range to do anything. You lost the game. All they did was add 40, 40 yards and four catches to Hopkins stats. Kyler Murray is like 24 years old. Like the dude, like he's still developing. Is his height still developing? And it was say again. Is his height still developing? Is his height? His height. His hype. His hype. Um. Oh, his height. Oh, his height. Sorry, sorry. His height. Well, I mean, Drew Brees was what fucking as tall as me and won a Super Bowl. I mean, it, I don't think height matters that much. Drew Brees had. Accuracy, precision. I will never argue that. One of the greatest fucking quarterbacks to ever live. But Kyler Murray is one of the fastest runners. I mean, dude, he's literally Lamar 2.0. I think Kyler Murray is a... It's a quick motherfucker. Kyler Murray is a average quarterback, and he picks on the bad teams quite like Dak did. Mmm, okay. Dak was a... I mean, we saw it all last year, dude. He had we The Cowboys had three straight games against uh, subpar opponents, and he was absolutely... Slang it 450 yards, three touchdowns against the Jets or something, and he plays one team, one good team, and he has 160 yards, a touchdown, and two picks. And it's like, okay, Dak, you can go pick on all these middling basement dwellers, but what are you going to do against a competent team? You know what I mean? Okay. I think, I think that's what Kyler Murray has. You think he does the same shit? He's a, a cherry picker. He, yes. he kind of just, yeah, okay. All right. I, I, I can't argue that. I mean, like I said, I still think they take a step forward. I don't know if they win the division. I'm not saying I'm not going that far with it because I think fucking San Fran's better than Arizona. Um, but I can see, and this might sound asinine, I, I can see Seattle being the fourth seed in that division. I, I don't think Seattle's all that fucking great. I think after week seven or eight, Russ, Lockett, DK, they all take a step back. I don't know if it's injuries. I don't know if it's the schedule. I don't know if it's the weather and it's always raining. I don't know. But they always do that every year. It's the wildest thing. Let's get back to this receiver thing. So Devontae won, hop two. Any disagreement? Any opposition from, from the from the jury? I can't argue with that. Devontae's been absolutely slaying it. This is where you guys start. This is where I don't understand the Julio Jones. Uh, Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill is better than Julio Jones. No. Oh, my fucking God. Okay, George. 
Tell me why Julio Jones is better than Tyreek Hill in 2021. Much taller. That doesn't equal being better. Okay, uh, um, routes? Because Tyreek so runs better and, routes. Tyreek wasn't fast, but I know we were like really nitpicking like their strengths, but like... And, you haven't and, given and, me anything. Okay. Tyreek's better Julio than Jones Julio Jones. Matt, Matt Ryan, right? Yeah. And Tyreek gets Patrick Mahomes. He has Travis Kelsey. You know, he has all the stack team. If he was solo dolo, you think he'd be doing that? Yeah. No. He's the fastest guy in football. No. I, I think I do agree with George's point. Julio being... Jones. This is not fair to these receivers. We cannot act like Devontae I, I, and all these guys are only good because A-Rod and Mahomes are throwing them the ball. Mahomes has benefited from Kelsey, Hill, Robinson, fucking Sammy Watkins. Um, you know, no, he's had... Here's the thing. I think I, it's, it's different than that. Because, right, because the Packers, they have one good number one receiver, right? They have Devontae. He's the best in football. Okay, well, you get, you get what I'm saying, right? There's not really other weapons you have to worry about. Aaron Jones, beast, good player. Yeah, right? But there's no, right. there's no number two, Scantling, okay, maybe watch for a play over the top. Lazard, sometimes. Hit, absolutely hit and miss. That right. shows up. Chiefs, dude, Tyreek has a bad game. Okay, here, Kels, you go get your points, your boards, whatever you want. They can they throw any running back in there. That dude's bowling out. Right. Right. Who do you got on the other side? You got Sammy Watkins. He'll just randomly blow up for a game here and there. McCall Hardman, Demarcus Robinson. Like those, Hardman. it's a track meet. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you take them away. You give them a subpar receiving group, just some random, random stragglers. You know, sliding in there. Okay. Now you have Tyreek Hill. That's what you have to worry about. DB on him. Safety over the top this whole time. Don't got to worry about the middle of the field because Kels isn't slicing that up anymore. So it's just Tyreek. He's pretty much getting double covered at that point. I think he doesn't perform anywhere near what Julio would do. Not close. He, uh, Julio is like a Larry Fitzgerald type. You can put him with any quarterback, any kind of coverage, double team, triple team, and they're going to get it done. Calvin Johnson, they're just freaks, bro. I've seen this man snatch a fucking touchdown in the end zone out of, an, out of Malcolm Butler's fucking hands. Literally rip it like, nah, I'm taking this home and getting six on it. So, I mean, he's just a different type of talent. You guys tell me if this is best receiver in the league of stats. 51 receptions for 771 yards. He averaged 15 yards of reception. That's phenomenal. His longest reception of the season was 44 yards. He had three touchdowns. That's the best receiver in football. That guy. So, Cape. Oh, Cape up. and Cap. Let's go. Let Cape and Cap. No, let me touch up on the touchdown situation. Oh, God. I honestly, I can't explain that. I don't know what happens. I don't understand how he only had In 2017, he only had three touchdowns. Yeah, the year after they went to the Super Bowl. That's always been a knock on him. For some, and I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's... You know, when Quinn was there, he just didn't draw up anything for Julio because, I mean, you could throw a fade of that man in the end zone and it should be a TD every single time. Okay. Without question. So I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if we want to blame Julio or if we want to blame the team for the low touchdowns. Go ahead, George. I don't know what to blame with that, but I know the Tennessee Titans are going to cash in and Julio's hungry. So this year is going to determine how we, where we rank Julio, Julio Jones. I have a hot take. Okay. Not only do I think potentially Julio's new teammate might be better, I think his old teammate might be better. I think AJ and Calvin are Calvin better receivers Ridley. than Julio. Yes. Calvin Ridley had a year last year. Yes. I, he had a season. I do, I do agree because I had that boy in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, 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 was very, he was very nice for me. I'm not complaining one bit. Okay. 
And uh, we'll have to see because it's kind of like the Tyreek Hill Julio situation. Now Calvin Ridley is sliding in at the one spot. I know they drafted Pitts, so he should have another weapon to offset him. Right. But right now, it's just Calvin Ridley. If Calvin Ridley performs like that again, yeah, you might have to start thinking about moving Calvin Ridley up the ranks because Calvin Ridley is good. I do agree with that. Let's go back to the AFC. Mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs. I mean, he's better than Julio. Stephon Diggs helped make Josh Allen a top fucking four quarterback in the league, man. I think Josh Allen was already on the rise. He was not going to be no top three quarterback without Stephon Diggs. You guys said it yourself. You need that number one guy. Aaron Rodgers needs a Devontae Adams. Otherwise, he's not going to have 48 touchdowns. Kyler Murray needs D-Hop for the development. I feel like... <sighs> so, I do I do agree. Maybe he did speed up the progress for Josh Allen. Absolutely. But I think Josh Allen was going to get to this point where he is now regardless. Might have taken another season or two. Okay. Well, I think he was going to get to that point regardless. But, yeah, Stephen Diggs definitely helped. I mean, Stephen Diggs is really freaking good. Yeah, I like Diggs. I like Diggs. There's two guys. Okay. The Purple People Eaters. No, no, no. One, one, one can argue. One can argue. One of those guys is already better than Julio is at this stage. At this stage, not career. Not career. I don't know which one you're talking about. Jay Jeff. Really? Yes. I like Thielen. I think Thielen is clutcher than fuck. I think you go to that guy, fourth quarter, he somehow always comes down with it, double coverage, no matter. I think Thielen's clutcher than fuck. But Justin Jefferson, I think, is maybe a better route runner. Obviously got way more touchdowns. He's better on the long ball. We're talking about Julio Jones in 2021, not Super Bowl Julio Jones. I got fucking, that's seven receivers. And you guys think Julio is number one? I think there's an argument to be made. They make it 771 yards with three touchdowns last year. That was the season. 51 catches. Julio was hobbled, and the Falcons were absolutely. I mean, you saw how many leagues they blew. Can I give you the how stats? Many did they blow? Can I give you the stats for the season before that? Yes, sir. Because they, they were pretty good. If we're having this, this discussion in what, August 2020? A lot more merit. 99 this is 2019 season 99 catches for 1394 yards he averaged 14 yards a catch one yard less but that's still great 54 yards was the long six touchdowns we got double the touchdowns so if we're making this discussion or this case a year ago i could see where we have and this is before Devontae had the humongous you know airrod had the mvp year but as of right now I, I, what makes you guys think he's going to go to Tennessee and have this big career resurgence? We're talking about Ryan Tannehill. He's not going to Mahomes or Rodgers. You have Derrick Henry on the team. You have A.J. Brown across from him. Exactly. So. There's two other guys I'm going to go to before I get to Julio. I don't, at best, Julio. At best, Derrick Henry's the number one. It's not even close Derrick Henry's number one. He had 2,000 yards. He's the number one option on that team. That team goes as Derrick Henry goes. Well, I think that benefits Julio Jones, and that's just absolutely crazy because Rabel is a run for you know Rabel's a run run running defense, right? That's his whole shindig. Tannehill still put up insane numbers in that. It's actually crazy what Tannehill did. I didn't realize he had that good of a season. Yeah, he had a great like, year. He had a, he had an insane season. Yep. And so I think you give a running game like that where they have to stack the box eight deep, dude. I think Julio is gonna be just eating out there. George, anything else on the Julio topic, man? So what what would it take for you to change your mind at the end of this season when he has, let's say he breaks 10 touchdowns? Okay. Uh, he hasn't done that in seven seasons. So what, what would you do if he did that this season? 10, touch, 10 touchdowns plus, 1,000 yards. Let's go, we'll, we'll, what do you we'll need? 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, 15 yards a catch. I'd say he's, he's, top, he's top four, top three. 
Uh, is he going to have a better year than Devontae, DeAndre, Stefan, or Tyreek? Because I think those four are indisputably better. You can debate AJ. You can debate JJ. You, you can debate those. Mm-hmm. But the four names I gave before, you can maybe even debate Stefan. Mm-hmm. You can't debate Tyreek, Devontae, and DeAndre. You can't. He is not better than those guys right now. He's just not. Career-wise, sure, we can make it all day. He's one of the greatest receivers, maybe the greatest of his generation, okay, besides, like, Megatron, whose career was cut short. But right now, no, man, no. He's going to go – I mean, I don't understand this whole logic you guys have where these guys switch teams and all of a sudden they're going to have the best years of their career. They're going to a whole new system, whole new coaching staff. Sure, a change of scenery and a rebirth and different offense and stuff can, can transform a whole guy's career and, and whatnot. But the fact that Matt Stafford, who's never won a playoff game, is going to go win a fucking Super Bowl, and Julio Jones, who had three touchdowns with 51 catches and 700 yards receiving last year, is going to have 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns for the first time in like seven seasons, it's fucking asinine to me. I think you're underestimating how good these players are. When you have the top-tier players like that, you can put them in any system. I can name 10 quarterbacks better than Matt Stafford. I would probably disagree with about five of those. Rodgers. Yes, sir. Brady. Sure. This is top man. Josh Allen. Mahomes. I'm at four. Okay. <sighs> it's purple. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock you on one of them already. Oh, Stafford's God. going to have a better year than Josh Allen. Okay. That's a hot take, in my opinion. I don't see it as a hot take. Let's go. I'm trying to go to the standings real quick. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Because I know I'm forgetting some motherfuckers. Um, Russell Wilson? I would probably give the edge to Russell. That dude just makes stuff happen. Okay. I mean, you might actually have a case with this one. You might have a case. Let's see. There's not a ton. Lamar Jackson? season performer Justin Herbert I'm asking that hey that is honestly I'm asking that's an honestly tough one and we kind of just I'm not gonna lie we just shaded away from Justin Herbert I completely spaced him him and the Chargers in general because I think that offense is going to be insane yeah and if that defense stays healthy I think, I think they could do a little something I think they could sneak in a wild card sneak make some noise I, I know the team is atrocious Deshaun Watson. I know we're supposed to hate him because of all the massage parlor stuff right now, but Deshaun Watson is one of the elite quarterbacks, and we just haven't talked about him because he's been in a scandal all, all offseason. He's come on, man. He's better than Matt Stafford. Look, he had nothing to work. He had Will Fuller to work with, and he had a great Wait, year still. So he's a good player on a bad team. Oh, just like Matt Stafford. Yeah, right. Oh, oh, just like Matt Stafford all yeah. those years, right? <laughs> I'm taking Deshaun Watson all fucking day, all day, all I day. I don't think Deshaun Watson is gonna play. This year? No, I don't think so either. Um, I'd say he's about the same level. What about Dak Prescott? I am not a big fan of Dak. It's the whole, like I said, with the Kyler situation. He picks on bad teams, and he can't he can't win against a good team. And I think that's I think that's just been proven the last couple of years. I just don't see him as anything other than a stat batter. In all honesty. Okay. All right. So, I, are we agreeing to disagree? I mean, like, is, so Julio is the best receiver in the league, do you guys? Over Devontae, over DeAndre, well, over top, Tyreek. Top three. It's, like, so close we don't really, like. But, you know what I'm saying? He's one of the best. It's kind of. You, you can start. I'm asking point blank. Point blank. Is he. We'll go one by one. Is Julio Jones better than Devontae Adams today? I, I won't even give my take. You know my take. Just, just you guys give yours. Yes or no? I don't dance. No, yes okay. or no? I think. 
This is not Just Greece. Talent-wise, yes, but when you have Aaron Rodgers, no. You know what I'm saying? But that's not fair. Because I feel like these elite receivers make these quarterbacks look greater. Life ain't fair, bud. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'd take Julio. If we would have them all right here, line up, pick your team, you wouldn't take Julio Jones? First overall? No, George! Over Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, Jay Jeff, AJ Brown? No! Calvin Ridley? No! I'm saying no. That's if you think he's the best receiver in football, so, fine. He's just a talent. Like, you're you going to see a 6'6 six, six guy running like a 4'4", four, four, 40. And I feel like we're living in 2016 in this debate. What are we talking about right now? I don't know. So, Julio is the best receiver in football. You said it all offseason. If we were to start a team, I'd take Julio Jones, yes. The same way you take Saquon Barkley first overall in a fantasy draft. Yes. That shows us where we're at with you. Uh, Eric Young, where are you at, man? Devontae Adams or Julio Jones? Like George said, line them all up right outside of this door, and and, and we're picking, we're picking. It's like basketball in the park. You're picking for teams. I'm picking Julio Jones. I really am. DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones? Julio Jones. Stephon Diggs or Julio Jones? Julio Jones. Tyreek Hill or Julio Jones? Julio Jones. I'm going to throw one more guy in there. They're teammates. They were teammates. Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones? Julio Jones. A.J. Brown or Julio Jones? Julio Jones. All right. I, I respect the dedication. I don't know how much he's paying y'all. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you guys hung out with him at, at Shameless one night and he was super cool and buy you guys around. I, I don't know. I have no idea. But there's something going on, man. There's something in the water, I guess, as far as that goes. So let's move off football for a little while. Let's go to Twitter, man. George recently convinced me to make a Twitter. I'm not sure why. Um, no one likes anything I say. <laughs> None of my tweets have been liked. Uh, I, I got at you in my first tweet. Yes, um, you know, I I did, yeah. I didn't even see that. Really? Oh, you you follow me. You didn't, didn't at that. him. You didn't have the direct. Like, I, I, I didn't follow you until then. And then I asked him, like, hey, what's Rick's uh, Twitter handle? And then I finally followed you. You followed uh, back. Yeah, I, followed. But, I, knew that. I didn't know you went at me. Like, <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> my bad, bro. You're good, you're good. George convinced me to get a Twitter, hasn't liked any of my stuff. He said it's not worthy enough to like. George is really good at... I'll tell you what I've learned about George. At first, I thought it was just him being like a little annoying, him being just... You know what I mean? Just just kind of a bitch in a way. But he's really good at, and I don't know if it's just with me or with everyone, he's really good at what he calls lighting a fire under my ass. Because he'll push me to greater heights in certain things, such as the podcast, making better tweets, putting better stuff out there, because he's like, oh, I'm not going to like it. It's not good enough. And not that I sit there and like, I need his approval. I need his approval. But like, it is interesting coming from his perspective that, because I know you do it for that reason. It's just interesting. You're the only person in my friend group that does that for me. So you convinced me to get a Twitter, man. Do you think it's a perfect toxic platform is my question. Is that the perfect platform for Future to put out Pray For Her? Is that the perfect platform? <laughs> <laughs> is that the perfect platform for me to get my shit off? I mean, what do you think about Twitter, man? You seem like you're the biggest Twitter guy here. Twitter is like a dude uh, Tumblr. For, you know, like girls go on Tumblr, a dude's just fucking running up on Twitter. And it's you got everything you can read. Uh, it's sports, you know, watch videos and shit. You gotta take that. No, no, okay. Um, you know, fun, you know, funny content. You know, we've been running up for years now, and, and it keeps on. It's always like, damn, uh, this is Twitter gonna fall off this year, and it never does. We've been on it for like six years, you know, running strong. Okay. It's a good platform. It's a, it's like a Facebook for us. 
I would say I, <laughs> you for sure sharing their fucking niece and nephew photos. You've been on Facebook for at least ten years because there's stuff that'll pop oh, yeah. up from memories where you tweeted out or said some wild shit on Facebook, yeah. and not like racist shit, but just shit that's like George. And then <laughs> Eric or someone will be like, "Yo, George, remember this?" And you're like, "Ah, you know, you." Yeah. Like, <laughs> Eric, what do you think about Twitter, man? I, I don't know if you'd go on there very much. I feel like you're the perfect background social media guy. You got no Instagram posts. I stocked all your shit. You don't tweet very much. I don't know about Facebook. I don't think we're friends on Facebook, but Facebook's for the fucking parents anyway. Um, what do you think about Twitter, man? Perfect toxic platform. Would you get your toxic shit off? And are you toxic? Yeah, I'm pretty toxic. Uh, okay. Twitter is the absolute number one social media platform, in my opinion. It's just the amount of stuff and variety you see. Is Over TikTok it. and YouTube and stuff. Yeah, I didn't like TikTok at first, but it's slowly it's slowly getting up there in my list because you just find some absolutely wild stuff on TikTok. Uh, but yeah, Twitter just Twitter has everything. Man, you find actual useful information, toxicity, funny tweets. You find George tweeting about God knows what at two a.m. coming back. Right, Jesus whatever. Christ. Oh, <laughs> I, th- I think it's a perfect mix, dude. Okay. Like, and it's turned into, it's went from people actually tweeting to just retweeting stuff. So it's just like, it's just cool. It's just a vibe. Donald Trump was running it up. Like all, like 2019, bro. That's how you know it's a good app. For like five years in a row he was. was he was putting in. out crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah, he was saying, the he was doing the most on Twitter. I, you know, not that I was a huge fan of him as a president, and I don't want to get political, but a part of me does miss him. Because he was so, as I call it, unintentionally hilarious. The shit he would say, the shit he would tweet. Dude, he was so fucking funny with the shit he would say and do. And just, <laughs> there's this thing on TikTok where it's like uh, this girl's pretending to like get backshotted or whatever. I, I don't even know. And, Wait, and, taking backshots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, I'm going to come. And then, uh, or, or she's like, don't come, don't come. Uh, and, then, and then it's Trump saying, I'm going to come. <laughs> <laughs> And I think we just found the title of this episode, but um, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna oh, come. <laughs> oh, on a related note to that, sure. What do you guys? Think, what do you guys think of the warrior rookie getting the nickname the Cum Bucket? <laughs> what? I'm being dead serious, by the way. Is that the guy Jonathan. they took 14th overall? Yeah, yeah Jonathan. I can't even remember his last name because the nickname just took over all, all instances. Of the Cum Bucket. That's what they Is he called. cream pie and bitches? Like, what are we talking about? Basically, he had a nasty cross yeah. into a dunk last night. Oh, okay. You didn't see that? No. It was all over I don't watch Twitter. Summer League. Lonzo Ball won MVP and then didn't do a fucking thing That's three months later. That's why you watch the highlights on Twitter. He had, he had, like, a crossover at the top of the key and then drove on him. Was, he, like, he like boom, boom, stunned on him, and then, bro, he, he damn I'm, surprised, I'm surprised Steve hasn't hit my line hollering about how this dude's the next fucking LeBron James. Oh, yeah, God. I, I knew that dude was good, though. <laughs> I saw that little clip they played in the draft. I knew this boy was legit. <laughs> Why is everyone the next LeBron James or Jordan? Everyone has to be the next, like, it's like, dude, no, he could just be like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's just because that's the level. pedestal. That's the, like, most elite, so they just go, apparently, there's a lot of people that have potential to be the next LeBron James, apparently. I yeah. don't see it, but they, hey, these draft hey. experts see it. They're like, next LeBron James, here we go. <laughs> okay, so I feel like we're kind of done with the Twitter stuff, and I, I want to transition us into... You guys are both Rams fans. Um, for different, are you from LA? Like, is this for different reasons than George? Uh, like, how how'd you become Cavs and Rams? Because you're easily in my peer group, friend group, 
you have the most odd teams that you like. The Rams I get, but the Cavs I just don't get. It's loyal. I, I respect it, but I don't get it. Where'd you get your fandom from? So, early 2000s, 2004, 2005, 2006, or all around that, it was just the Pistons and the Spurs, you know, I think they went like three straight years or alternated or some shit in the finals. And we're getting scores of games that are 70 to 67, 74 <sighs> to 69. Right. I hated that with a passion. And that's all that got talked about with the Pistons, defense, 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 defense. Back then, I hated that, right? I, you know, I want points. I want show. I want flashy stuff. Of course. Competition comes up. It's the Cavaliers who are, who are challenging the Pistons for all this. You know what I mean? To go to the finals and have that glory. So I just, boom, bam. I hate the Pistons so much. I'm taking their biggest op, their biggest opposition. Shout out to Vaughn. That's a dude. Mm. Biggest opposition. And I'm rooting for them to get the Pistons out of there. And they did, 2007. Yes, sir. LeBron scored, what, 25 or 24, the last 25 or something like that on the road? 25 straight points. That's wild. Absolutely insane. George, you're from L.A., Lakers, Dodgers, Rams. Mm -hmm. The Rams weren't there till 2016, 17, something like that. Yeah. Why Why the Rams? Uh, once they moved there, I just I made the switch, like uh, Dish to DirecTV. <laughs> I left the Niners and then uh, got divorced in, like, uh, 20, 2011, 2012, and who divorced? Who did what? I, I divorced the, the 49ers, yeah. Oh, okay. You divorced the Niners. Yeah. Were, were they being toxic? Was the sex not good anymore? What happened? Basically, it grew old, uh, and then I just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't stand looking at them. Did, did they cheat on you? Uh, no, but you could just tell at the beginning of the end. And had to had to jump ship then, right? <laughs> and then uh, I saw the Rams move to LA, and I was like, this is it. You're like YG. As soon as the Rams came, you're a Rams fan all of a sudden. But we didn't know who you rooted for before. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's how YG got his. Like, he's all in the stands getting the ball from Todd Gurley, and it's like, this dude was never a rant. Like, you were never a fan. Yeah. But I get it. He's from L.A. I get it. I get it. Um, Eric. Yes, sir. Cavs. So, why the Rams? We touched on the Cavs. Why the Rams? What's up with the Rams? Earliest actual football game I remember was the Rams versus Seahawks, and the Seahawks had that ugly-ass logo. The looks like an overgrown bird, and it had the, it had the, like, Light green, gray. It was just a super ugly logo, and I just ended up hating them. And so I was like, okay, I'm cheering for the Rams whenever they're playing them. That's my season, obviously. And then on top of that, pretty much my whole family is 49ers fans, mm. and they would annoy me. So I took the biggest opposition, and now I'm a Rams fan. I feel and like – Also, they had, <laughs> they had the first group of players I actually learned. Kurt Warner, Tori Hall, Isaac Bruce, Marshall Falk. Those were like literally like the first people I learned about in football, all that jazz. Um, they had Arenas Williams when I remember that. He's hardest hitting player ever. Dude's an absolute animal. And who was the running back on the Rams before Gurley? He was he was really good. I forget his name. Well, Zach Stacy had a year where it looked like he was gonna ball out, and then he uh, went to the Raiders and uh, fizzled out. Okay. <laughs> There's Zach Stacy, uh, Isaiah Pede also. Before he unfortunately lost his leg when he got shot, I oh. believe it was. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, that was uh, super unfortunate. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of been a committee. Steven something. It was Steven something. He so wore you, number 30. You to bring that up. 39, Steven Jackson. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was good, though. He was good. Oh, he was better than good. That, <laughs> I kid you not. You want to talk about a one-man show that had nothing else? That is all we have. Yeah. This is literally. That is it. Steven yeah. Jackson, yeah. 
absolute animal. And that came that came right after Corey Hall, Isaac Bruce, and then that came when we transitioned into fucking Mark Bolger as our quarterback. And right. Steven Jackson trying to hold it down, and you got Bolger fucking probably the least most unclutched quarterback of all time. I'll put that. I'll, Nathan Peterman, get him in there over Bolger. Really? Point. <laughs> if it comes to a clutch situation, yes, sir. Okay. Bolger was, Bolger was just a magnet for it. Kind of, Chris, he's kind of like Chris Paul. He would just choke. But he didn't have any of the other success mm. that Chris Paul had. It was just straight choking. It was pretty bad. Why do you hate Chris Paul so much? I remember you were, I've never heard you scream before in my life. It was really odd. We were at your place watching the end of game five. And, sure. uh, you know, everyone knows Booker spins. Holiday's right there, strips it from him like he's robbing a bank. All of a sudden, he goes down, throws the fucking alley to Giannis. Giannis dunks it. The Suns crowd is horrified. They are traumatized. They are terrified. They don't want to go home. There's something in the dark. You're screaming at the TV, fuck Chris Paul, bucks, bucks, bucks. Why do you hate Chris Paul so much? <laughs> he just uses the rules to his advantage too hardcore and what I mean by that is like Trey Young and James Harden right now they get the flack for doing that but Chris Paul is a freaking master barely gets touched flops himself around throws his arms <laughs> up I mean you've seen there's probably been four or five instances with Boogie you know that right player. it's barely touches him and the dude goes flying doesn't even touch him sometimes and the dude's just flying around flailing and it's just he's he's kind of one of those pesky dudes where he gets mad and so he'll go over there and fucking commit a foul or just try to reach a ton. Always barking at the refs and it just it just caught up to me because I liked him when he's in New Orleans. I liked him when he isn't on the Clippers, honestly. And then just in his later years, he just started it started becoming like more honed in on this is what this guy's doing and he's flopping a ton. And for whatever reason, he doesn't get nearly as much flack as. Trey Young and James Harden, I'm assuming just because he's the old veteran now and he doesn't have quite the spotlight they do. Okay. All right. So, how'd you guys become roommates? How'd you guys meet? Was this like a West Valley team? Like, like walk me through how you guys met, became friends, became roommates. You guys still live together to this day. How'd all that go? George, I'll, I'll let you uh, start this. Uh, I think we were waiting uh, for the bus as for school and we got Chevron. And he was he had a ting with them uh them hot cocos. You know the hot cocoa dispensers have in Chevron? Like of course. For like morning. a buck sixty nine? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I think we met up there when he started drinking. He's like, hey, we'll take a sip of this. And I was like, oh man. It was a good drink. I was like, uh, <laughs> Wait, but when was this? Was this high oh, school? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh middle school? Sophomore? Junior year? I'm a buck. I don't really know. <laughs> I I knew I knew a Georgia middle school. Okay. But he was more like my friend's friends. And so he was, he was like, off distance. And then, I don't did we even have a class together in, like, freshman year? I wasn't even there in freshman year. I was in Red Bluff. I was in Red Bluff High freshman year. And then sophomore year, I think I was waiting for the bus. Or, we were waiting for the bus or something. And then I forgot what, but I think your grandpa took us over to play Halo at John's house. Oh, hell yeah. Or something like that. Something of that sort. Like, fuck it. Yeah, I don't even remember, honestly. But it was just straight history. George was uh, bouncing around high schools. He was getting uh, <laughs> passed around like uh, one of the Kardashians. <laughs> George is used to getting passed around too. He, he's he's like a blunt at a party, man. He just he's in everyone's mouth. Shout out, uh, <laughs> pause. <laughs> Shout out, uh, North Valley Bulldogs. Oh yes, sir, alumni, baby. <laughs> so you guys both graduated 2013. Yes, sir. Was that the year for you? Yeah, that was the year for me. Okay. So you guys know each other about 10 years is what it sounds like, 10, 11 years. Yeah. 
and you guys obviously stay in contact and whatnot. So how'd you guys go from graduating in 2013, staying friends and whatnot, to what? Last year you guys became roommates? Maybe two years ago, something like that? Uh, beginning of this year. Oh, beginning of this year. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was that recent. Yeah. Okay. Um, how did all that work out? Uh, basically, my brother bought a house that was way big. Had some extra rooms. Like, Eric, you want to come move in here? And I was like, yeah. And then I'm like, well, we still got extra rooms. And my brother was like, hey, do you care if I ask George if he wants to, you know, bunk? And I was like, yeah, go for it. And then George came on in. In there lay swimwear. And, uh. I love the house. I love uh, living right there on the on the river trail and doing our thing. Fun spot. Okay. Okay. I feel like you guys have um, you guys run in the same circle a lot. I know, uh, Eric. I'm, I'm putting all your dirty laundry out. Uh, you work at a uh, Itch Jerky here in town. Shout out to Itch Jerky. Some of the best fucking jerky you're ever gonna have. And you guys have a lot of mutual friends and stuff like that. So are these all guys you met through high school, post high school? Like, I'm just trying to. I, I know this shit about you guys. So I know this seems kind of odd, but. This is just for the listeners, basically. How'd you guys become friends with all these, like, okay, Steve, for example. You guys bring up Steve. How'd you guys become friends with him? Was that, like, a player's thing? And then you brought Steve to Eric. Did you guys know him from West Valley? I mean, how did all this stuff work out? We just, we're all, like, a melting pot big group. Like, his brother had his friends. We'd hang out. You know what I'm saying? And then we're friends, you know, by association. So, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, most of my friends right now are from my brother's class and age, which is, like, two years ahead of me. Most of them are my good friends now. And then I, I think we used to play basketball and Steve would go out there. And so that's, I think I just met through George, met Steve through that. And that's how, that's how I met Steve and then met Seth later on, playing video games with him. Mm. And then I knew Alec just because we were like same grade in high school. And yeah, that's how I, that's how I met that group. New, met new you through players. Yeah. Obviously, and that's how. I don't remember how I met you at all, man. I'm going to be honest. George, I remember, because George always goes back to a certain story, and I don't remember which one you always go back to, but I go back to, you were the first, I was thinking about this last night, because I knew we were coming in and doing this today. You were the first guy that took me on a delivery. Penny made you show me how to deliver pizza. Obviously, I don't know anyone. I mean, I know Seth and Al, but I didn't even know Al that much. And he was a guy I was thinking of. I didn't know Al that much at all. I mean, Al knew of me. I'd been to his house. But we weren't, like, even friends like that. And it's just crazy how life takes form. But you were the first guy I met. I remember you would always come into Bandito. You were friends with uh, Caesar at the time. Caesar worked there. I worked with them. And, um... So I recognized you. What's up? Shout out Caesar was related to. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to him. And I remember <laughs> Penny tasked you with taking me on my first delivery. And you were playing like J. Cole, Big Shot. You, you were playing some good shit. And you were like, hey, like, are you into this music? Well, I'm like, yeah, dude, like, let that shit ride. You know what I mean? And like, I remember we'd hop out and like, you'd be like, all right, so you just walk up, knock the door, and just take the money. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it, it, was, it was cool. But you were the first guy to... Um, Show me how to do that stuff. I was one of the few that called you Jorge, uh-huh. and eventually Seth and Al, mostly Al, was like, hey, just call him George. It's really odd to call him Jorge. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that's his fucking name. Yeah, Penny loved calling me Jorge, so then, like, it was like 50-50. Really, yeah. <laughs> so I met you, yeah, at the end of like 2018, top of 2019. And then I don't remember how I met you, Eric. I really don't, man. I feel like the first time we actually hung was the Super Bowl this year, and I was fucking wiling out. But maybe it was something before then. I don't remember. No, I think that is the first time. Maybe, like, saw you in passing or saw you in the back of players or something. But right. But the first time, like, met, met. Okay. Hung out, hung out. I got to ask. First impression of me. Uh, Keep it real. I could easily tell you're an instigator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I can, I can tell. I can tell, <laughs> I can tell what you're doing. You're biting. You're biting for the. Uh, you were biting for the response. Okay. I can, I can absolutely tell that. <laughs> you're fine other than that. Because <laughs> I always feel like I'm just wilding the fuck out, but everyone kind of gives the same reaction. Like, no, you just you just want like you, you want the fucking you want the fight. Like you want the the argument. Yeah. So. Something would happen. It's like cool. We're chilling. We had that argument, and then, like, three minutes later, you would bring it, so what do you mean? And you would just bring it back up, and I was like, oh, okay, buddy. <laughs> That's fucking great. Um, let's take a break real quick, guys. We're almost an hour in, and we're going to come back and talk about some fantasy football, and then we're going to do a live on-air mock draft. We're going to find a way into one of these things, and then we will go through all that jazz. Give us just a sec. And we are back. So we have all entered into a mock draft here on the ESPN app, which Mr. Eric Young says is better than the Yahoo app. I don't know. I've never played in the ESPN app. Real quick, uh, give a breakdown why you guys think ESPN is better than Yahoo. So Yahoo just has a lot of, like, bloatware, unnecessary stuff within the picks because they push their Yahoo News, Yahoo Sports, Yahoo Fan. It's It's like you have to have, like, three different services all in the one thing. ESPN, strictly fantasy football. And that's what I like about it. And it's just it's just a much simpler interface, easier to use, just nicer, nicer all around, in my opinion. Okay, George, your take? Yeah, it's just cleaner. It's almost like uh, Apple to Samsung. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really fuck with Samsung. Uh, you know, Android yeah, phones. No, you know, so know, like Yahoo is just so. Uh, I'm sure it is clean. Or like, if you if you grew up on Yahoo, I can see why you would be on it. But ESPN just looks better. I love watching like the ESPN shows with like Matthew Barry and like just it just has a cleaner, cleaner interface. It's just, I mean, ESPN is like it's just the leader in sports, as they say. It's like you're not going to Yahoo Sports for your fantasy news, are you? Absolutely. <laughs> not. No, one is, no one is going to Yahoo Fantasy. So. Seth and Aldo. God bless them. I, I think that's why they're uh, <laughs> subpar fantasy players. If I'm being honest. Oh, first shot of the year by Mr. Ey. Yeah, Seth, Seth and Al been playing in some low tier like uh, leagues and just not very competitive. He he's the number one commissioner. Eric Young is the number one commissioner for fantasy football by far. It's not even close. I've seen this man kick out, call people like you're out of the fucking league for not being good. For not playing, not being serious, not putting, you know, whatever kind of effort in. Damn, really? Yes. We're, I run a cutthroat league. Uh, <laughs> usually by week four, I have to ban George from making any trades because his trades are uh, a little one-sided. Eric. Eric. Yes, sir. After week three last year. My team was in a downward spiral. Went 2-0, and led the fucking league in points, fucking top of the leaderboard after week two. Week three, Seth smacked me by 80 points. I got fucking throttled, okay? I'm like, I need to make a change. George has a guy named Aaron Charles Rogers on his team. I can tell right away this motherfucker going to win the MVP award. Packers are 3-0. and He's throwing 10 touchdowns, fucking no picks yet. He's at like fucking 1,200 yards. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then as, as we're about to enter this draft, but I want to get back to my dramatic voice because I want to ask your uh, take on this. Let's see. Come on, man. Load, load, load. There we go. Into the draft. Okay, so we got three minutes till the draft actually starts. I first overall pick. Um, I asked George, I'm like, yo, uh, what would it take for Mr. Aaron Rodgers? He's like, well, I need a quarterback. I drafted Lamar Jackson first round. Bad mistake. Not doing that one again. But I was like, I got Lamar Jackson. I was like, he's the MVP last year. He's going to run and throw. Get you 25, 30, uh, you know, a game. I'm like, what do you think about Lamar for Rodgers straight up? He was like, no, no, no. I need more. Okay. I know George loves his running backs. I had Jacobs and Chris Carson. Last year, looking at it now, not the greatest tandem. But you didn't know that at the time. I'm like, what do you think about Chris Carson for Lamar Jackson? He's like, all right, done. 
Seth Thomas proceeds to shit on me all week at work. Not to my face. Doesn't say anything to me all week. George, I assume, was doing the same. I assume Steve was doing the same. I assume Al was doing the same. Actually, I don't know if Al worked there at the time. But I, Al was probably doing it to Seth behind my back. Eric Young, who had the better trade? Me getting Aaron Rodgers or George getting Lamar Jackson and Chris Carson? I'd probably have to say George getting, George getting the two. Okay. In my opinion. Why is that? Because although Rodgers is 100 times better than Lamar Jackson will ever be, Lamar, fantasy-wise, is a perfectly serviceable top 10, top 5 quarterback. And on top of that, you are getting a starting running back also in return. Okay. And I don't think I don't think it I don't think it was hugely far-fetched depending on who you had to slot in for Carson on your side. But I mean, that was a starting quarterback and a starting running back for a starting quarterback. That I don't think was light years ahead fantasy-wise to do that trade. Okay. That's just me. I'm also I do not do a lot of trades in fantasy because I have it's like so much pride and faith in my drafting abilities. So I'll, I'll make less than five trades a year, easily. That That's par for the course, though. I feel like if you make more than five trades, you did something really wrong. True, but, I mean, we got people that have a uh, down week, one down week, and they're like, holy shit, I got to shake this up. And I'm like, bro, just write it out, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what everyone accused me of, and I'm like, okay, that's not a down week when the guy is now number one in standings, and I got thrown by 80 points. Like, yeah, I should have I said five. I should I mean... I don't maybe one trade. Maybe one trade. Okay. And that's like that's on the if there's somebody I really like and really want. So this year in fantasy we're all playing on the, in the Yahoo app. Yes, sir. Do you plan on doing any I mean, I know it's hard to fucking tell, we have no idea how the season's gonna shake, but do you plan on doing any trades? Do you do you plan on keeping your, your shit? Because you're a commissioner that now is just another player. I'm practicing like this is real shit, but like, but like, <laughs> I just realized how dramatic I'm making it. But like, as the draft starts in two seconds, what is your approach this year, not being the commissioner in your league? So, pretty much, if there's a player that gets snagged from me in the draft and I really wanted him, I'll try to center, center a trade around the same player I took around his pick. You know what okay. I mean? So if my third round pick got taken, you know, if that was pick, uh, you know, like 32nd or something, I'll try to throw throw my 32nd pick and then some dude I got deep in the draft and just try to get that guy. If there's a guy I really want, I will go after him. Okay. But other than that, I trust my drafting abilities. You're on the clock, sir. I took Christian McCaffrey first overall in the fantasy draft. Do you guys think it's a good pick? What do you guys think about McCaffrey first overall in drafts uh, this year? I agree with McCaffrey as the first overall pick. I, I think he's by far the most valuable he's, asset. He's an animal. Okay, cool. He's going to have a great year with Sam Darnold under, under Helms. Oh, George, what are you going to do? Your boy Barkley got taken, dog. Yeah, Barkley's off the board. He oh, went no. third. This is Team Young, man. You going running back in the first round? You going tight end? I'm going to go running back. I'm going to go Kamara. I think okay. the volume is just too high. Right, especially this year. Yeah. He might have the best year of his career this year because they're yeah. going to be fucking running them to the ground. And if, if Winston plays good, you should be you should be scared. Well, Mike Thomas is hurt again. Yeah, I do. I do. He could. Drew Brees loved his checkdowns, so I could see a little drop off in the receiving for Kamara, though. Okay. Devontae Adams went sixth overall. What do you guys think about a receiver going sixth overall? Uh, I don't not think, named Julio. I don't, I don't think it's a bad pick. I think it's. I think it's perfectly fine. Okay. But wide receivers are so stacked that it's got to be the first. 
I feel like the first eight picks should be running backs. Or 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 uh, Travis Kelsey. I think, hey, yeah, the first eight to ten should be running backs. Right, running back or like heavy good tight ends are going to be really uh, – Valuable. Valuable, yeah, valuable this season. So. Okay. Okay. I've made the mistake of taking <laughs> fuck it, I think it was David Johnson in 2019 in the first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't play fantasy for like four years. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and then I took Lamar Jackson in the first round last year. So I'm definitely going to go running back, running back, and then I don't know what I'm gonna do after that. What's your guys strategy the first two rounds? Are are you going both running back, running back receiver, running back tight end? What are we thinking in the first two rounds? If they're still so I usually I think I do prefer running back first. And if there is still a top-tier receiver I really like, I'd probably go receiver. But You're on the clock, George. If there's not a top-tier guy for me, I'm going to go back to running back and just stack my running back. Okay. As George takes Nick Chubb with the t- uh, 11th overall pick. 11th overall pick. That's a good pickup. I feel like Nick Chubb, for some reason, is being underrated. I feel like he's definitely the number one guy in Cleveland. And Baker's not a deep thrower. He's kind of like a golf where he's only going to throw eight-yard outs and slants and shit. Um what do you guys think about Chubb, man? Is Chubb one of the – I mean, is he one of the ten best running backs? I feel like he's right there in that conversation. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I think the only thing you have to worry about but you also don't is just Hunt. Being on the clock, George. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Puts his phone face down. Uh, let me see the... Chubb's going to get the bulk of the carries, but I can see Hunt, you know, getting get, having a nice game here and there. It kind of takes away from Chubb. Okay. As George took Najee Harris, running back in the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's a rookie. You're the ultimate, let me snag the rookie, running back, guys. Why is that your strategy? Did that work out for you one year and you won a title? Like, why is that your thing? I just know that um, he's talented and coach, coaches like him young. Coaches like running backs young. And once you're out, you know, look at Todd Gurley. Mm. 30 tugs and then to basically, is he in the league right now? No, I don't think I don't so. Think if he is, he's in Atlanta. Two years later, two years later, he's out the league. Right. But I know that's more of a like a knee concern. But like, how many how many franchise running backs are there anymore? Right. There's not. I mean. Yeah. I don't like I don't like the Najee pick. Why not? Uh, it's kind of like well, James Conner was there last year. Had a couple injuries, but he didn't perform very well. What do you think Najee Harris is gonna just come in here and just dominate? Well, I think Najee- James Conner had James Conner had a good year, mm-hmm. and then you know didn't look too hot last year. Mm-hmm. And now you think this rookie running back is going to come in and just blow up? Well, I just think uh, James Conner isn't as good as Najee Harris, personally, from film. And then uh, I, know I the agree. Ste- I think the Steelers are bad. They're like, aren't going to be good. They're gonna I be agree. Probably like third or probably the worst in AFC uh, North, right? AFC North? AFC North. Yeah, but. Browns, gotta, Ravens, Bengals. Someone's got to do something. He's young. He can catch and run. So why not roll with him? I already have my safe pick with Nick Chubb. So I'm gonna take a questionable, but I don't. I don't think so. I think Najee Harris is decent. As Eric took Keenan Allen, wide receiver from the Chargers in the second round. Uh, Keenan Allen's, I think, the most underrated player in football, any position. I feel like he has been the last few years as well. Why do you guys think Keenan Allen in Los Angeles is the most underrated fucking guy? He's de- he's a top eight, ten receiver in my opinion. Yeah, Super I, underrated. I think I think uh, it's just Phillips' last few years there is what was getting all the spotlight. Uh, taken away from Keenan, but yeah, Keenan just dude, he just performs every year, and I'm super high on Eckler and Keenan Allen this season, so that's why I went with him. Okay, skipped up a few of the uh, you know on the on the average draft position, but I like him. Taking receivers in the second round, Eric, you went that way, George, you didn't, but 
I feel like there's an abundance of receivers. Do you guys think receivers in the second round? I feel like you can wait till the third or fourth round to take your first receiver, and you'll still hang in there and be fine. There's very few guys that will score 50, 60 more points than anyone else. George, go ahead. I'm on the clock. I take best available. Like, I just I gotta see how uh, the draft plays out because you never know. Like, you you drafted Lamar Jackson six overall in the first round. I don't expect that. <laughs> you guys though. will never let that go. <laughs> no, but that's gonna throw off the whole draft. Like, you it is. On a wild like that. Well, one of the best quarterbacks is out of the out of the southern. Who do we have left? Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. It, it just throws off my draft, and then I take best available. <laughs> DeAndre Swift in the second round. You shook your head, Eric. Why is that? Uh, he, I don't know why he is rated so high. That is absolutely wild, in my opinion. Detroit has nothing going for them. Their running backs have never even lasted a full season. And on top of that, you have a shaky O-line with Jared Goff as your quarterback, although I do like Goff. I think he could have been good before every single receiver dipped out of Detroit for unknown reasons, I suppose. I just think I just think it's way too high for him. I don't think he's, like, solidified, and I don't think they have uh, the team around him to perform. So with Najee and DeAndre, I was going to bring this up before George took his pick. Um, I feel like with those guys, they're going to get Todd Gurley. I always go back to that. They're going to run him to the fucking ground, especially Najee, because Benton's, what, 42 years old? I mean, he's banged up every year. I feel like these guys are going to have high usage range. I can see DeAndre Swift being the most used running back in football this year, because who the fuck's Jared Goff going to throw it to? Jared Goff is the king of the seven-yard out, of the eight-yard slant. I, he, he loves the, the little four-yard Madden curls. I feel like that is his game. I could see the the... Uh, the running back, uh, what's that shit called? Where they basically come out of the line, they slant. I forget the wheel name of the play. They run a wheel, like a, a, a crossing route. Yeah, 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 a crossing, a wheel. So I feel like DeAndre Swift, because Marvin Jones is in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay's in New York. Um, I don't know who besides Hawkinson is on that fucking team. I feel like DeAndre Swift could easily have, you know, 600 yards receiving, 1,000 yards rushing. He could be a high usage running back. That's why I would take him in the second round. Now, when it comes to the real draft, who knows who's going to be available, who's going to be there? Because I feel like there's some guys in the league that, like, I think Byron two years in a row is taking Mahomes first round. And like you said, that throws everything off because you expect everyone to take a running back. All of a sudden, Chubb is there. All of a sudden, Derrick Henry's there. Kamara's there. If you're sixth or seventh, and it's like, you didn't think Derrick fucking Henry was going to be there with 2,000 yards. But um, as far as Najee and DeAndre go, I respectfully disagree. I feel like they're going to be high usage guys. What do you think about that, though? DeAndre Swift, do you think it's not going to be used a lot? I mean, why do you think that's not going to be a good pick if you take him that high? I think he will get used a lot. And he's going to have to, because as you already stated, Goff doesn't have anything to throw to. Which, in turn, the high usage rate, it's just, let's just go back to the Detroit running backs have never lasted. So, unfortunately, I foresee either an injury or the team's just bad all year. And so, it's kind of just like, he's just another average player there. Okay. That's what I see. And then, on the opposite end, Najee. Just, I don't know. It's it's weird because James Conner had that big year and then he had the fall down. And now, you know, you got healthy Ben coming back, yada, yada. It's just like, I don't, I still see them as a passing team for some reason. And I don't know why. I can't shake that. They should, you know, they should be defense run game. But I just don't, I just don't see he's going to get a high usage in my opinion. We're now, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on how good of he is as a receiver. I'll be honest. I, I know he's a fucking big, strong downhill running back but i don't know how he does in the receiving game so that also is leaving me a little shaky on him we're in the fourth round Mm -hmm. are you guys going receiver 
And at what round do you go quarterback in a fantasy draft? Because some guys don't take it until seventh or eighth. Some guys take them in the first round so they can get Mahomes, Lamar, Josh Allen. I assume he'll be up there this year. What do you guys think about quarterbacks and where should they fall in a fantasy draft? Where do you guys go for them personally? I'm the biggest enthusiast is you take your quarterback late, late in the draft. Okay. I'm talking around 10 plus. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, there's still quarterbacks you can find that will be plenty serviceable, in my opinion. Matt Stafford, he's not going to get taken high. He'll do he'll do you fine. He'll do you 300 yards, two touchdowns a game. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. And, it's yeah, it's nice having Mahomes get you 30 points every uh, every week. But I'm fine. I'm fine with a 20-22 spot for my quarterback. And so I always go late just to stack my other positions. George? I, I just go best available. If I can get, like, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I would say for, like, Patrick or who's another good one? Kyler Murray, he's Kyler a big Murray, fantasy I'm, guy. And I, they're good fantasy-wise. I don't think they're better than Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Right, right. No, no, I get that. They're good for fantasy. Yeah. Dak Prescott's good for fantasy. If yeah. I can get them, is. like, if they fall, like, to f- round f- five to, like, eight, I might nab one of them. Patrick Mahomes, I might do four, round four. But everyone else, five and eight. And if it gets past the, like, those those elite five of fantasy quarterbacks, I'll just go whoever, like, 11th, 12th round. Because the difference between, um, the difference between, like, um, who's that? Miles Gaskin in the fourth round. Yes, sir. You're big on the Miami. I started to cut you off, George. You're big on the Miami guys. Jalen Waddell, Gaskin. Why is that? I think, I think the offense will get dumbed down for Tua, in my opinion. So I think Gaskin is getting fed, and he's also going to get fed just on receiving. He's a super good receiver, so I'm super high on that. And then, yeah, you're right, Waddle. Waddle's probably my biggest sleeper out there, and I don't know. I think it's just going to be like a – I think it's just going to be a two-to-Waddle connection. I think they'll just have great chemistry. Okay. I'm high on him. All right. Let's see, man. Who do I want to take? This guy – you just missed the uh, best receiver in football. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm going Brandon Ayuk. Okay. I'm going Brandon Ayuk. I like him as a receiver. I think he had a great year last year. I think with Debo coming back, that's going to be – his usage might go down a little bit, but I still like him there. He's my first receiver off the board, and I can't believe this guy's still available in the fifth round, first pick of the fifth round. I'm going Kyler Murray. Great fantasy guy. I feel like there might not be a better fantasy player points-wise – Kyler Murray was second in points last year in fantasy behind, uh, I believe, Alvin Kamara because he had fucking 70 in week 16, which is the last week of the fantasy year. Um, And I I just feel like he's going to have another year. I mean, he's a running and throwing quarterback, just like Lamar. Um, It's super hard for just the throwing guys to have great stats. Like, I had Aaron Rodgers last year finish in eighth. You know, it's one of those things where you got to realize that just because you have an elite quarterback that can get 30 a week, it's not going to mean your team is going to be that great. But it's a mock draft. Who knows if I take a quarterback that high. But Kyler Murray sitting right there. I have back-to-back picks. I feel good about my running backs. I'm going Kyler Murray. Um, Eric Young, you are on the clock. And, I mean, Miller, you are taking your sweet time with these picks. Are you going to go Jalen Waddle this early? I mean, what are you thinking here? No. Uh, I don't think I don't think Waddle's on anyone's radar right now. Okay. So I think I, think I can snag him late. Right now, uh, it's a tough pick. These are kind of they're I think they're all around the same, you know, value. It's just which one's gonna hit, in my opinion. And for that reason, I'm gonna go with Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. Yes, sir. Why is that? Honestly, he I'm just going for him as a boomer. If he can perform 
even decently with that uh, with Jared Goff and that team. I think it'll be good value at that pick. Okay. So your team right now, Eric, is Alvin Kamara, Miles Gaskin, Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, and George Kittle. No quarterback yet, so so you're sticking to your word. How early do you guys take a defense? Do you guys wait till super late to take a defense? What in your flex position? I mean, what do you guys think about those two? Uh, defense. Also, I'm a super late because I stream my defenses week by week, depending on who's playing who. Mm. You know, you find a defense playing the uh, Jets, you're set. So that's how I do. It. I stream defenses. Jets and then the flex position. Jets. Oh, DK uh. Jackson. Oh yeah, Jags still on. I, I, good mean, board, I think right? Jags got pieces though. No, they got they pieces, got but be... Jags are gonna be good yeah, this year. Dude. But if you have like, who, who's a streamable defense? What do you mean? Who's a streamable defense that's good that's gonna be on the waiver? Uh, it's just I I go by matchups, dude. I know. So if you you see like the Giants D or something, Giants D. I feel like, and you see the, <laughs> I think Giants playing. defense is fine against a bad team. I'm not trying to be controversial. I think the Rams could be a waiver wire defense. I don't think anyone's really thinking too much about Donald and Ramsey because outside of those two, it's not like they have 20 points a week. It's not like they have a bunch of interceptions. It's not like they Aaron Donald will get you two or three sacks at his best a game. But Chicago's defense is another one of those defenses where it's like you have Khalil. Um, they got rid of their fucking pro corner. Who was the uh, Kyle Fuller? They got rid of. Yeah, that was the odd. fuck was that, that about? Was All pro corner. <laughs> and they just fucking just let him go. That was absolutely asinine to me. George, who'd you take just now, man? I think George is Zach a Prescott. terrible pick. Wait, who'd you take? Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Why is that? Uh, Fifth just round. Need a, just need a slanger, and he's got that. I don't know. He's just he's coming back from that tear, and he's still a loaded, loaded team. So. <laughs> I feel like someone took Saquon, and it's like the Monstars. They just took your fantasy <laughs> talents right out of your body. No, now you can't draft one. <laughs> well, they, got, they got Michael Gallup. They got CeeDee Lamb, and... Amari Cooper, Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott. If he can be just Jason Witten. Decent. I mean, look how bad they were when uh, Andy Dalton played. Right. There's no way he can get a – man, let me get a tight end down. Kyle Pitts. Kyle, I, I like Kyle Pitts. Eric, what do you think about Kyle Pitts? You bring him up earlier in the podcast. What do you think about sixth, seventh round taking a rookie tight end? I don't mind it with Pitts. I think he'll be a baller, so I don't mind that. Uh – Maybe a little early. I don't know what George's team is looking like right now, but I guess if he thinks he's sat on the other positions, it's fine. Let me take a quick peek. Okay. Chubb, Harris, Henderson. Okay, so we got the three running backs. Only one receive. Ooh. Only C.D. Lamb and s- Dak. Yeah, that, I normally don't like to stack players from the same team. Yeah, I don't either. I check the bye week, and I check if they're on the same team, but I still can, Six like, four. you know, I can still make moves trade-wise. Okay. And I take best available, like I said. I, what I see, I'm like, oh, okay. I'll, so talent. your strategy is just who's the best available player on the board, yeah. any position. And then I'll do some Danny Ainge, and I'll fucking trade. I'll find a package, what I like, and players that I want. And, like, if you're slumping on a player, like, let's say, uh, who's a player you draft? Jalen Waddle. I like him. <laughs> it does terrible the first week. Okay. But that's kind of a hard position to do terrible. It's mostly like running backs or quarterbacks. Like, hey, it's also one week. Hey, Jalen Waddle's <laughs> feeling bad for these first two weeks. Let me get him off your hands, and I'll send you something you might like. And now I can acquire players I like from you if I have the right players, big names. That's how Here's I do trade. why I don't like that CD Lamb pick, and it's what you already mentioned. The offense is stacked. Yeah. So your number one first receiver taken is a complete gamble on who's getting these catches and yards. Yeah, but we've known from – Weren't they like how good were they last year before Dak 
horseshit. They weren't that great. Their defense was atrocious, right? They're having like horrible. One of the all-time they, worst. They, they beat on. They beat up on three teams with Dak throwing for 450 yards because he picks on the bad teams. Yeah, so I'm just gambling on a uh, high offense, no defense, kind of looking like. Yeah, uh, but do you know how many mouths you have to feed? Well, I'm sure CD is going to be one of those big mouths who's a big baby. Didn't we think that last year? He did <laughs> good, didn't he? I think he did okay for a rookie, maybe. But now you're competing with Cooper. You're competing with uh, Gallup. Gallup. Zeke, Zeke obviously needs his. You know, you know Zeke with that pot belly. He needs that food. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> um, you're competing around. Your number one receiver is a gamble each week. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, but they're all kind of gambles at this point. But who's a surefire receiver anymore? Your yeah. boy, Julio. Okay, Julio. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, AJ Brown, Keenan Allen, Hop, Devontae, Tyreek, uh, Stephon. Number one. You don't yeah. have a clear cut number one receiver. Yeah. But actually, I think your receiver is third on the depth chart, which is absolutely wild, George. But in my opinion, I'll give CD second. But I like Mike Gallup. I do like Mike Gallup a lot. I feel like wide receiver twos now are doing the production of wide receiver ones, just because wide receiver ones are getting so much coverage. All right, I'm going against what I just said. Oh I just, boy. I just like him too much. Herbert in the seventh round, yeah. but that's not a bad pick. Like Herbert's gonna be there in every draft it's not, in the seventh it's not round. Not a bad pick, but it's going against what I just said. With I take a quarterback late. Usually I'm round ten plus with my quarterbacks. Is he one of the only quarterbacks you would take that high? Yeah, he's probably yeah, he's probably okay. my top three. Cause I don't I don't. I guess it depends who gets there, but yeah, he's probably my top three. All right. He's dude. He's an animal. He throws that thing. He got the <laughs> arm, dude. I agree. I totally agree. Absolutely. Still a lot of great wide receivers on the board. I mean, we still got Mike Gallup. We got Tyler Boyd. We got Debo Samuel, who uh, had a great year. We have Jarvis. We have Waddle still up there. We have Corey Davis, who had a respectable year. That's the thing with the receivers this year. I feel like there's a lot to go around. You you can wait four or five rounds, man. If you get your running backs, I've tried a bunch of different strategies in the mocks. I've tried running back the first three rounds. That's a little much. I feel like after round two, the running backs aren't high quality enough to take in the third round. You can kind of wait them out, but... I don't know, man. Tight end's one of them that you got to take in the first three or four rounds, in my opinion, because there's not a lot to go around. You got Pitts, you got Hawkinson, you got Waddle, or fuck, I keep bringing up Waddle. Uh, Kittle, you have um, Waller, and you have Kelsey, and Kelsey's going to go in the first round. Uh, quarterback, another one. There's so many fucking quarterbacks. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence will have a good year, and you can get him in the ninth, tenth round. No one's thinking about him. Everyone's going to take Rodgers, Lamar, Kyler, Mahomes. Um the fantasy's super loaded this year. I feel like we do this every single year. And some of these guys, obviously, are going to have a down year and we're not anticipating it. But I don't know, man. Receiver's one of those that I don't got to take them early. And I, I kind of agree with George in a way. Like, the production of a wide receiver, too, may not match the production of an Amari Cooper or an elite receiver. But it's not like it's a huge drop-off. It's not like it's going to lose me 15 points a week kind of thing. I mean, is Amari Cooper really that elite of a receiver? I mean, he, he's the best receiver in Dallas, but is he a top-10 receiver? I don't think so. He's pretty nasty when he's on. I'm not going to lie. He's pretty good. Um, I'd say he's borderline top-10. He's right around there, in my opinion. Okay. All right. George, who'd you take and why? I took uh, Michael Thomas. You and like I Mike took, Thomas in these mocks. And I like uh, Tom Brady. I took Tom Brady. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why Brady? Yeah. He's a guy. He had 40 touchdowns last year. I, that's that's a great number for a 44-year-old. Yeah, I have Dak Prescott who's coming you, off a of fucking... two quarterbacks in the first eight rounds. Yeah. <laughs> 
So you you like just having assets to trade. Your your big thing is just where are my assets? Are your assets this year going from rookie running backs to quarterbacks? Well, when I took a question mark in Dak Prescott with injury, I look at their injury, I look at what I think they're gonna do, and then I have a safety blanket, right? Tom Brady and uh and uh I remember what year was it? <sighs> Who was supposed to ball out? I don't remember. I took Baker and some other good quarterback and Baker didn't pan out and the other quarterback got hurt. So you know, you you can never have enough assets. Eric, why are you so high on Jalen Waddle? What did he show you at uh, Ohio State, right? Alabama? Where'd he go? Bama, I believe, correct? What did he show you to let you know that he is the guy? He's just the perfect PPR slot man. Five foot ten, light as a feather. I think he's just going to be working the inside of that, and I think um, Tua is going to love that. Ten yard curls, you know, ten yard out routes, ten yard in routes, all that jazz. So I think he's just going to be getting fed. I don't think Miami's offense is going to be anything stellar, but I think it's going to be between Gaskin and Waddle are going to be eating all that. Uh, Not Devontae Parker? I like Parker, and but he just he's so inconsistent. He'll go on a stretch where he looks great, and then he'll go on a stretch where you barely notice him. And so I think Waddle can be the guy over there. Wait, well, Wad- Waddle went to Bama? Yeah. Which one's the LSU boy? Jamar? Jamar Chase. I, I need to watch a little bit more on him. He went to – he, what team is he on? Bengals. Bengals, yeah. Then they go out and get him for Burrow? Yeah. Burrow's got, Burrow's got Chase, Tyler Boyd, and uh, and uh, not, not fucking A.J. Green. Who did you just take? Rashad Bateman. Who? Rashad Bateman. He's going to be the guy that could be the streak receiver for Lamar Jackson, the 40-yard catch and touchdown guy for Lamar Jackson. Plus, what elite receivers do they have over there? Hollywood? You know what I mean? I like Mark Andrews. Is he going to have to do everything over there? I don't know if Dobbins is going to have a humongous year. Rashad Bateman could be one of those guys that super, super good for Lamar, man. Safety blanket, as you guys say. I got 10 seconds to go. Um, I'm going to go running back. My running backs are all sorts of fucked up, man. This is not good. I'm going to take some fucking bum right here. Let's go Tony Pollard. Not a bum, but Zeke, Zeke's hurt every year. I like I like that pick. If I went with Zeke early on, I think I'd definitely get Pollard at some point. Round ten's coming up. You guys say you usually wait for quarterbacks and or defenses. Where do you guys go from ten to fourteen? Do you just stock up on running backs? Stock up on receivers? Do you switch it up? What do you guys do? I shoot I shoot for backups for the starting running backs. Honestly, just in case an injury does happen, I got the backup. I have all the value over that guy at that point. Uh, I'm super happy Devonta uh, Smith just dropped to me. I'm not going to lie. Devonta Smith, why are, are you high on him? What do you think is going to happen with Devonta? All Philly got. That's true. Outside, I mean, Sanders, but Sanders and Smith, that's all I see. So I'm happy with it. I mean, I get him number one receiver this late in the draft. I work with it. George, rounds 10 through 13, 14. Where do you go and why? I stock up behind my weakest point. Is that your quarterback? I'd say a wide receiver right now because <laughs> Michael Michael Thomas is uh, hurt, so I'm going to take Antonio Brown. Antonio team. Brown. I think you're on the same thing as CD, dude. Well, you were just taking these absolute gambles of receivers. Yeah, but it's so good. And I think He's a, good, but, <laughs> dude, how are you competing with Godwin, Evans, Gronk? I mean, yes, there's a lot of mouths to feed, but it's not like he's not talented. And I'm going to take uh, – Jalen Rieger from Philadelphia. Oh, man. 
<laughs> he, had, he had that one week last year and then just disappeared. He was hurt, and they had who, who's throwing the ball? Jalen Hurts. Before him. Oh, uh, fuck. Uh, no, not Suds, right? It wasn't Suds. I forget who the quarterback yes, was. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember. Who was the fucking quarterback? For... It, wasn't Wentz, it was Wentz, right? But then Wentz got hurt. I thought it was Wentz. It was Wentz, then it was Hurts. Yeah, that's no, how that went. Some, Wentz was trash. Yeah, they ended up uh, benching. Yeah, Ooh. you're right. Oh. What's up? Oh, my. Nelson Aguilar. He had a good year last year. I think that's, that's what's selling me because he bounced back. He balled out. He did ball he out. He got the contract. I think he's going to continue playing good, dude. I think he just needed to get experience, get used to it, and I think I think he'll be fine. He good, Robert Tanya just got took. We're in round 10. I'm going to have the last pick of round 10 first of round 11. I'm going receiver, and then I think I'm going running back as well. Okay. Receiver. This guy's the number one to me still until proven otherwise. I'm going Devontae Parker. I like him. I think it's reliable. Until I see Waddle be the breakout guy and be the number one target, I think Devontae's the guy down there. Running back, it's nothing but a bunch of bullshit, dude. I can't even believe this is what I have to work with. Um, the more, I don't even know why I keep scrolling. Let's see, man. I feel like I'm not even – I don't even feel good about this pick. But Naheem Hines? I, I mean, you know, no Wentz, Taylor, they're going to run him into the ground. Who else is there? T.Y.? You know what I mean? I feel like Hines had a couple good Marlon weeks Mack. last week. Huh? Marlon Mack's back and healthy. Okay, he's good. I like him. Um, I, I'm not I'm not proud of that. I'm not going to sit here and defend that pick. I'm not proud of it. Uh, I'll be totally honest with you guys. The 12-man drafts fuck me up um, because I'm so used to 10. I'm so used to certain guys being there. I do have a list. I have a strategy this year instead of trying to just pick whoever – that I don't know. I, I I feel like I have to have a certain thing I'm going for when I come up on my picks. So far, my team is Kyler Murray, Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift, Brandon Ayuk, Lavisca Chanel, Darren Waller, Trey Sermon, Rashad Bateman, Tony Pollard, Devontae Parker, and Naheem Hines. After fucking Waller, my shit falls off. Um, George, we'll go to your team real quick, and we'll pick yours apart real quick. You have Doc Prescott, Nick Chubb, Najah Harris, CeeDee Lamb, Mike Thomas, Kyle Pitts, Daryl Henderson Jr., Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, and Jalen Rager. Team Young, I think you have the best team out of all of us right now. You have Herbert, Kamara, Miles Gaskin, Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, George Kittle, uh, uh, Jalen Williams. Is that who that is? Uh, Javante. Javante Williams, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Nelson Aguilar, and J.D. McKissick. Yeah, so I think my, I lucked out with my first three picks being absolute top-tier players in that position. I think all top five across the board. Kittle, top two. Um, Keenan Allen, top five fantasy-wise, I think. And Kamara's top three. Okay. So I, think, I think I lucked out just getting three elites right off the rip. Don't got to question them outside injuries. I, they'll perform if they're healthy, so I like that. So how many fantasy titles have you guys each won? Doesn't matter what league. I know George has at least one in the Seth's league. Is that your only title, George? I won one in our league, I think, the year before we got the belt. That's an unofficial win. What year was that? 2017? 16? Back it up, buddy. <laughs> Not that Back far. it up, buddy. Five years? Back it up, buddy. I didn't really that far, am I? 16? 15? Something like that? Something like that. Eric, you ever won? I have not. Really? Uh, Talking won. all this shit. Yes, Never sir. won I a think, title. Okay. I think I'm... Uh, I'm cursed in some way. Absolute injury bug left and right. Last year, I had Kittle and McCaffrey in my first two picks. They both played three games for me. Still went to the playoffs. 
didn't perform, but that's with like injuries aside from my top two picks. Okay. So, do you well, believe in the commissioner's curse? Because you're commissioner, you can't win a title. I know Seth doesn't. Seth, Seth won the title last year. He was commissioner. Okay. Well, I guess Seth broke that little uh, stigma. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't believe so. Okay. I think it's right there. I just need my team to be healthy. And you're on the clock. If they're healthy, I think I'm. I'm gonna be solid. Okay. Okay, so now we're in round 12. This this is where you start. This is where, I mean, you took Alexander Madsen. I, I'm not even yeah. mad at the pick. I mean, who the fuck's on the board? In a 12-man league in 12 rounds? I mean, we're 130 players down. Yeah, this, one, this is my, that's the thing. He's the backup to Dalvin Cook. Yeah. So if Cook gets injured, I got Madison to stroll right in. Same with McKissick. That's where I went with him. Uh, Yeah. So I'm just stocking up on backups, honestly, just to be prepared if anything happens. George. Saquon in the first round. We shit on you for it, but you're here, man. Walk me through the strat. And don't give me that he's the best bullshit because he's not the best running back in football. Okay, He hasn't played in two years. Yeah. Why do you still believe in Saquon Barkley so much? And I like Saquon. He seems like a good dude. Campbell Stunky Soup commercials. But why do you believe in Saquon so much? He's just a freak. Look at him. He's like what I like Julio. He's a, I mean, he's short to the ground, stocky. You've seen those calf picks. Oh, Saquon Barkley? Uh, I haven't seen those, oh, man, actually. You have to see those. Those are <laughs> <laughs> I boy do not skip leg day. My only do leg day. He's, he's just a top top running back. And he's he's bound to have another, uh, like, his rookie season, it's going to come. As soon as they get an O-line, and I think Daniel Jones is actually looking pretty good as a quarterback. So I, the Giants might be, they might win the NFC. Uh, East? East, yeah. NFC least over Washington. Over Dallas. It's gonna be tough. NFC East is just a it's just a war zone of just who lucks out honestly. All right. Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, their games are some of the most fun games to watch just because you have no idea what's gonna happen. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. We're in the eleventh or sorry, fucking thirteenth round. I don't know if any of our picks are coming up. Basically our teams are full at this point. We're just kinda going for backups and shit like that. Uh real quick, while we're waiting on more picks and stuff like that, I wanna give the future plans for the podcast. So there's no big future plans coming up or anything like that, but I will let you guys know right now, episode 100 will drop Wednesday, August 18th, and there's going to be a bunch of special guests. Uh, some people I won't announce right now, but they're going to be on there. I'll tell you what, Al will be there. Al and I are going to go through just how we basically met um, through Players Pizza and stuff like that, and then basically how we came up with the idea for the podcast, how him and Steve came to me with the idea. We're going to give the rundown and stuff like that, and then just kind of like where we're at with this thing. I mean, I still have the same MacBook. You know, luckily, Rain Library has the fucking studio here and stuff like that. I'm able to pay for a good studio sometimes, so we're going to go through all that kind of stuff, but Wednesday, August 18th is the 100th episode. There's going to be good music. We're going to have shout out to sponsors. We're going to call George up, I assume, at some point. And we're just going to have some fun, man. And then after that, I think we have a fantasy football draft the week after, because that's going to be week three of preseason. But I'm letting you guys know right now that episode 100 will be the last podcast in the month of August. As far as I'm concerned, I might be able to record one more. Um, I might put out one more after 100, but we'll see. As of right now, it's going to be the last one. I want to let it breathe. I want to let it live. 100 is a humongous milestone for me. I don't want to get all sentimental and into it right now, because I'm saving that for the actual occasion. But it's going to be a good day. I'm looking forward to it a lot. And I'm going to give us shout out to all the sponsors and guests that have come on because fucking I couldn't have done it without all of them you know what I mean if it was just me Al and Steve for 100 episodes or me and Al you know that would be pretty tough so we're gonna do all that come Wednesday but when you guys know that right now and back to the fantasy draft I have the last pick of the 14th round and first of the 15th which means these are my last two picks of the entire draft one guy that's underappreciated I don't even know if he's hurt or not it's a mock draft Tariq Cohen 
I know he's the backup behind um, what's his fucking face? Uh, uh, who's the guy in Chicago? Montgomery. Montgomery. Who's good? You know, he was inconsistent last year, but we'll see, man. We'll see. And then I gotta go with I gotta go with my guy. I gotta go with my fucking dude. Randall Cobb. <laughs> Randall Cobb, because he's gonna have four or five touchdowns. He's going to have a couple long catches. He'll have a week or two where I feel like he goes off, but am yeah, I taking him in the real draft? I don't know. This is the end of the fantasy draft. And, um, yeah, hour and a half in, guys. I'll let you guys make your last pick, then we'll get out of here. So fantasy draft for real comes up in about maybe 10 days or so from now, two weeks. I think we're all going to be in person, hopefully. I, I think that would be really fun. First round and second round, what positions, who are you guys looking for specifically, and why? First round, second round? Yeah. Total interrogation question for me. Saquon Barkley, and uh, I can't. I mean, I would take Julio second round, but since he's easily available at fourth round, um, probably another running back. Probably uh, Najee. If he's there, um, maybe. Can I get AJ Brown? Maybe. Okay. You you would take AJ and Julio? No, I wouldn't take them both, but I I don't think someone's gonna s- snipe Julio. I promise you that. Okay. I'm not the only one that's high on Julio, so. Oh. Eric is as well. I mean, our whole league is. I mean, it depends what league we're talking about. Well, we're talking about our league. Then Seth and Allen stuff. I no, they're not oh. high on Julio at all. Well, what about uh, Byron and Tim? You know. I have no idea. If they know the names, because I feel like they're not. I mean, maybe, maybe they are up to date with all the young names, but they know who Julio Jones is. Okay. They know who Julio Jones is. Eric, first and second rounds, what are you thinking? Depending if I'm on, if I'm on the front side of the draft, I want Kamara McCaffrey. Middle of the draft, that's a tougher spot to me. Depends who slides down, who doesn't get touched. I'll tell you this, I'm staying away from Barkley with my first pick. Okay. Regardless if he's the, quote, best pick available, staying away from him. Backside of the draft, I think I'm going to try to double up my position. So, elite running back, elite running back, or elite wide receiver, elite wide receiver. Okay. All right. I respect it. Hour and 33 in, guys. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. This is really fun. Thank you, Eric, for coming. We've been talking about this all off season, and finally we're able to come in here and do this. Appreciate it. Anything you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? Anything you guys want to plug? Anything you guys want to promote? No, nothing, nothing I know of. I mean, I hope the Rams and Lakers uh, win it all, and that's about it. Anything from you, Eric? Anything you want to plug, promote? Rams winning the bowl. Put that in the uh, quotables. And it's a wrap. All right. Fair enough. I, I totally disagree, but fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys have made it this far, thank you very much for listening. I will see you guys Wednesday for the 100th episode. Please tune in that day. It's going to be very special. We'll have a lot of stuff going on. And have a good day. I'll see you guys later.